Hey, this is Hunter Thompson, the host of the Cashflow Connections Real Estate Podcast and managing principal of ASIM Capital, and you're tuned into Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. Regular talk, you know, it's just all that casual conversation could really get somebody connected to you. Not that you're trying to do business, but you're very memorable. And now a word from our sponsor, Liberty Real Estate Fund. Liberty Real Estate Fund is creating the world's first single tenant net lease security token fund by joining blockchain technology in 30 years of institutional real estate investment experience to deliver stable, diversified, tax efficient returns combined with liquidity, security, and transparency. Michael Flight, co-founder of Liberty Real Estate Fund, or also known as LibertyFund.io, likes to quote Peter Thiel, look at what in your industry is inevitable but no one sees coming. The founders at LibertyFund.io asked the question, what if you could combine all the benefits of wealth creation, inflation protection, and cash flowing income of real estate with the liquidity and ease of worldwide use presented by Bitcoin? It became apparent that blockchain technology would disrupt, but also enhance the real estate investment world. So the guys at Liberty spent a few years in mucho dollars researching, designing, and building a superior investment strategy to get the best aspects of commercial real estate, which again include wealth generation, inflation protection, tax benefits, the ability to leverage your investment, tangible value, and cash flowing regular income with all of the benefits of blockchain, including security, transparency, cost efficiencies, worldwide distribution, liquidity, and immediate transfers. Don't miss the next big trend. You can get their new free real estate blockchain investing 2020 report at libertyfund.io. Yes, that's libertyfund.io. Folks, this is a quality report and it's free. Be sure to tell them that Adam at Dream Chasers sent you. Thank you. This is Dream Chasers, episode 126 with Dale Corpus. Hey guys. Hi, Grandma. This is Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we bring next level talent to the light. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, and today I'm joined by Dale Corpus. Dale is a real estate entrepreneur and cool fun fact we'll dig into here later. He's also an alumni of the CFC mentorship program. Dale was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, went to university at Santa Clara University, and now lives in San Ramon, California. Dale, thank you so much for making your Dream Chasers debut here today. Happy to have you. Do you have any opening remarks for my listeners? Well, I am very honored to be on your show. I love the vibe that you put on with all your past episodes. So I'm you know, very excited to be here. Thank you. Grateful to have you. And guys, as I mentioned, you know, definitely one of the first ways I think I met Dale was through the mentorship program, the Cashflow Connections Mentorship Program, which we shamelessly plug here all the time on Dream Chasers. <laughs> uh, you guys go ahead and check out cfcmentorshipprogram.com if you want to learn more about that. But uh, just a great way for us to initially get connected. And then from there, we've kept in touch. I was just joking with Dale. I saw him posting uh, on Instagram or Facebook the other day. He was eating some sushi burritos that just look great. We don't have that here in Newfoundland. So um, there's a lot of cool things going on in his world, especially on the real estate side of things. But you know, before we start getting into the, the details here of these real estate networking secrets, I want to flip it back over to you here, Dale. And just if you want to you know, fill in any of the blanks uh, on, on anything that I just mentioned. You know, so... 
And it's funny how you mentioned, you know, you, something about what I posted on Instagram or Facebook just really caught your attention. It's like, I feel like I live in social media. It's like, I'm a, I'm a full-time realtor. Yes, I, I also invest in real estate too, but social media has been a really great way just to keep in touch with people. I mean, I think that's how I got to even know you more, Adam, and how you got to know me a little bit better after the CFC program, because we probably didn't know, we didn't know each other too well back then. So I'm pretty much like a professional networker when you think about it. As a realtor, I feel like there's two types of realtors, the way they get their business. There's like the cold calling type. That's definitely not me. Or else I want to be doing this business right now. Or else there's a networking type where, you know, they constantly are helping their network, bringing value to the network and always meeting new people to grow it so that the more people they meet, honestly, the more opportunities for business, whether it's now or later, um, somebody in that network, you know, you could help, whether it's you helping them directly with the transaction or somebody in your own network that you know that could help them with something that they got uh, an issue with or the problem that they need to solve. So what what's really interesting though too is I use things like social media just to get people glimpses of my own life to really feel connected to me and just know that I'm an actual person rather than maybe just like, you know, I'm not all business. Yes, I do the business, but I I like to also show who I am so people could feel that there's an actual person behind that business front. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think that's one thing maybe 10 years ago, someone could, could try and argue on the fact that staying active and relevant as frequently as possible on social media would mean that you have no life. But we're at a point now where <laughs> it actually shows that you do have a life. And I know that's tough, tough pill for some to swallow, but that's, that's just where we're at. I mean, everyone's on their phones all the time. And if you're not um, in many situations, you're kind of behind in what's going on. So, uh, and it's not easy either. I mean, it, it takes some dedication to, to stay consistent and keep that, that uh, social media pulse. So i um, definitely excited to ask you some questions on that here today, Dale. But before we do, Guys, it is now time to step into the next level chamber. So real estate networking secrets. I'm excited to learn Dale's secrets today because I think comparatively speaking, we both love to network, but we definitely have different styles. And I'm always down to basically see what am I what am I not doing and learn from someone who's just out there getting after it every day. Dale, I know even when we first connected, I think you like had just hopped off the treadmill or we're getting ready to like your <laughs> office was like built into your gym and you're, you know, a people, a people person. So I'm sure this whole time that we've gone through has definitely forced you to evolve as a networker. So let's go back to social media first. You know, what are some of your your tips for everyone listening right now, as far as keeping your followers and your audience engaged? And, you know, what have you found to be most successful as far as like a social media post? Okay. Well, first off, make sure you have an audience. Uh, The top networks that I use are LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. So I live in that world. When I do meet somebody, I try to bring them on social media as quickly as possible. I mean, mainly if I met them through a professional setting, I, I, for example, feel very comfortable adding them on LinkedIn, usually on an Instagram or Facebook. I, I like to typically meet them first before I add them on that, unless they just somehow follow me. The real thing is, is just posting things that will potentially get people to resonate with what you're doing and respond and very much just engage. Show them like funny thing is like, I've got in business, uh, even folks just 
it's telling me that they also like sushi too. You saw a post <laughs> about sushi. I've done sushi posts in the past. I can't believe how it's, it's really funny, but it's true that a, a talking about sushi can actually turn into something about, you know, question real estate, which could eventually turn into helping them on a real estate transaction or even something related to a mortgage or something. Uh, so people just don't want to talk about business. It's more so they want to know about you. Uh, be you. You know what I like to use a lot, and I know you use it too, is I like to show snapshots of my own life using the story feature, like on Instagram, on Facebook. And I noticed that I feel like I get a lot of chatter and just a lot of engagement just by people reaching out to me and saying, oh, hey, it's like, I'm doing that too. I'm working out too. It's just like, wait, how much are you lifting today? That's crazy. You know, so um, it's just, just regular talk. You know, It's just all that casual conversation could really get somebody connected to you. Not that you're trying to do business, but like they re- you're very memorable. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And I think that um, one, it's almost doesn't even feel like a trend anymore because I do feel like it's becoming the standard, but people are, are now more than ever gravitating towards personalities and buying from personalities. And I look at even things like professional sports, like I think probably 30, 40 years ago, it used to be like Lakers versus Celtics, but now it's always like the star player versus the other yeah. star player. And corporations now are encouraging their, you know, we'll just use, I used to work for Sherwin-Williams, for example. So I don't know if Sherwin-Williams is doing this, but companies like that are saying, hey, if you're an employee of ours, you don't have to be quiet on social media anymore. Like let your life shine. So that way you're a walking billboard for our company. And the cool thing about being entrepreneurs, you and I, is like, we don't really have to worry about like corporate saying anything to us, but, um, yeah. you know, showing your personality, people buy, from, people buy from personality. Yeah. But to your point though, it's like, there is so much competition in the, being a realtor. Everybody's a real, you, you probably know at least a hundred realtors, literally, yeah. but I'm even still what makes one, one. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes one realtor different from another one or what makes one person choose one or the other? I mean, yes, it's going to be the knowledge and it's really the, it's, 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 it's the trust as well. And just being able to connect with that person, like how do you develop trust? You really got to know and like that person, you know, make sure that you feel connected to them. There's something in that person that you see in yourself that makes you gravitate towards them. So it's just, I feel that by being an individual and just being myself is part of my own branding. That's, I seem to attract folks that are similar to me uh, in terms of wanting to help others and just, you know, wanting to also grow and invest and I want to help them too. So it's, I, I tend to, you know, just catch folks that are uh, very cool folks. All my clients, I love them. I, I get a, I, I, one thing about my business is that I've grown such a big referral business over the years since 2002. And I'm so grateful for my clients or else, or else I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. And I actually, I love doing real estate you know, sales because it's given me the opportunity to get into things like investing in syndications and doing all that stuff because I, I completely believe in it. So a few things there that, that Dale said, and we're, we're kind of on the social media side thing side of things here. I want to transition into the world of syndications in a moment. But first, I'm also wondering, you know, Dale, I want to give our challenge, our, our challengers, our listeners a challenge <laughs> directly from you. Maybe if they're kind of feeling like they're stuck in their comfort zone, they want to make a splash on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, you name it. What's like a simple challenge that you could give to them as far as growing their network um, on these platforms? In terms of growing your network, what you could, you know, do is look at other folks that have even bigger networks of, of the same audience that you want to connect with them and, you know, follow their, 
look at literally look at their followers, start connecting with their followers and follow their followers. Because I feel that if, if you're looking for a specific audience, look at who's somebody who already has the same audience that you're trying to build and go from there. Okay. For example, on Instagram, you could see who all the followers are just by clicking, clicking who's following them and start connecting with them, literally DM them. Boom. There you go. That's, um, that kind of reminds me of, uh, have you heard of the dream 100 yet? I know I haven't. I mean, tell me about it. Okay. Well, quick, we'll, we'll just, I'll get, try to give you the the 30 second version of it, but guys, uh, dream 100. The reason there's 100 is because you want to take a step back and think, okay, so who are my, if I could pick 100 clients or 100 customers, who would they be? You know, Russell Brunson is kind of like the the teacher of this right now. And he talks about how Tony Robbins was someone who was on his dream 100 you know, you want to figure out a way to leverage what you're doing and what you're good at to benefit their growth and their network. And so um, I think somewhere along the line, he reached out to Tony and he was like, hey, we'll do we'll do this for you, you know, for free. All we want to know is like, can we you know, blast this out to both of our networks? And I think if you're coming in with, a, if you built rapport and you followed them and you liked yep. them and you know what's going on in their world, someone in your dream 100 is going to be like, sure, yeah, no problem. And even if they say no, you can do what they call parasite marketing, which is similar to what you just mentioned. And it kind of sounds weird when you say parasite, but even if like, (laughs) for example, if Tony Robbins says no, we'll say if Tony Robbins says no to me, what I can do is, all right, I know that I want Tony Robbins followers to engage with my content. So what I can do is go on, for example, Facebook ads and target Tony Robbins followers specifically to see maybe me talking about one of Tony Robbins books or something like that to build credibility. So dream 100, you go going after your dream customers, your dream clients, identify them, and then kind of just follow that framework. Love it. That, that I, that's that's one okay. of like a few different hacks. Yeah. So go you can go on YouTube, guys. Look the rest of that up. Back to as Dale said, the the world of um, syndications now. That's again where we kind of got connected, and I think it's a world that's growing in popularity, and more and more people are learning about it. Um, if you had to give maybe one thing that you've taken from the world of syndications that has changed your world networking wise, what what would that what would that be? What I like about syndications here, before syndications, I used to do turnkey rentals and I realized that I felt like I was doing too much. Sometimes people think turnkey rentals are kind of, they're kind of passive income in a way, but I thought I was doing too much because my real estate sales business was taking up a lot of my time and I didn't see it as a good way of scaling up. When I was open to learning about syndications, which I actually learned mainly through podcasts, believe it or not, and jumped into it, I, and I took the leap of faith, to, you know, just to, to jump into syndications. Side note, don't be afraid to jump in. Take action. Right. Um, I really, I finally understood how passive these investments really, you know, really were. And so the way I go about networking now as it relates to the real estate you know, syndication side is looking for places where I can meet a lot of the folks that were doing this kind of stuff. That's actually why I joined the CFC mentorship program. Yes, I want, yes I, um, I'm a residential realtor, so I don't know too much in commercial real estate side, but it was more so I built my business in the real estate side off networking. I needed to start with some sort of base. And I thought that that program was a really good basis just for networking. And it was, heck, it was all online. You know, it's like, I wasn't going to go to LA to, to, to go there. It was, I was in the comfort in my, I was literally doing these, uh, I was taking a class in my car right. <laughs> <laughs> between appointments. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, take action. 
find folks that are that are doing what you're doing use the world of podcasts and join a mentorship program similar like like hunters i i, I highly recommend it I'm, I'm giving my own yelp review for it i'm a student of it mm. i met amazing folks like you yourself adam and so um and it, my networks continue to grow and and i still keep in touch with many of the folks that were from that program you know on facebook um and in, on instagram so it, i i feel blessed to have been a part of that program absolutely and you just i mean you kind of reminded me of something that happened in my world. I mean, similar to yours, I heard Hunter on a podcast three years ago and I reached out. You, I think you mentioned the world of podcasting is kind of what brought you into this. And then you reached out and I don't know how many times we said this on the show, but I just want to reiterate it to everyone listening again right now. If there's a certain direction that you know you want to go with your life and maybe you first discovered it through podcasting, just take that step. Take that step to whoever it is. If you got to email them, connect with them, follow them, and just don't be afraid to say, hi, I think over time, maybe I've reached out to say, say a hundred people and only 10 got back, but that's all that matters. You forget about the 90 that didn't get back to you. <laughs> so, um, Very true. that's, yeah, that's just something that you said there. Though. So if you feel scared about doing something, you know what I mean? Just do it. That's actually the feeling that you're supposed to feel, you yeah. know, like that, you know, you're doing the right thing when you feel scared, just do it. There you go. There's another hack for you guys. Let's get, let's, let's pull a few more networking secrets here okay. out of Dale. Um, so you've been in the real estate industry for a long time and you've, I think this, yeah. you could probably say this is close to, have you been through three downturns? I've been through the big mortgage meltdown downturn. So I consider that just, you know, that was the main big one I went to. I got into the real estate field right after the dot-com crash. Right. So it, that's actually why I got in because my background was in engineering. Um, I never became that dot-com millionaire. <laughs> so <laughs> we made the transition from that to, from the tech world over to real estate. And I never looked back. It's been amazing. You know what? There's a lot of individuals in, in the commercial side of things investing that are former tech guys, or maybe used to be much more focused on investing in stocks and realize like some, after the dot-com crash, they're just like, I've had enough of this. Um, I don't know if you're diverse in, into stocks and real estate both, but I guess, could you tell a little bit about what your preference is? Because I'm, I'm hearing and seeing more and more people moving from Wall Street to Main Street, but I want to know like, yeah. you know your take on that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I have more of a bias because I'm in the real estate world. I mean, for me, real estate was more tangible of an asset and I like the many different ways that you could make money in real estate. I mean, in the world of stocks, I mean, it goes up and goes down. With real estate, I just felt there was more ways to just control things and I could sleep at night, for example. I mean, you make money off the appreciation, you make money off depreciation, which is basically um, the fact that you could write off paper losses, and then you get the amortization and cash flow. So that's like four different ways that you could make money in real estate. And it's just been amazing. I mean, my very first property that I bought was around 2003, 2004, when zero down loans were big. I remember putting a zero down, I did a zero down loan for a condo, a three bedroom condo purchase in San Jose, zero down. So it's not, <laughs> nothing of my own money was at risk. Right, that's, but that's in, crazy. in two years, I sold it for, you know, about 200,000 more. So that, wow. you know, enabled to me <laughs> buy more investment properties and pay for my wedding, you know? So mm. it was just that kind of experience that realized there's something to this. Yes, I'm in, a, I'm in the world of real estate sales, but it's just like, don't get me wrong. You'll, you'll make good money being a realtor if you're in, in selling real estate. But real, the real focus that I always you know, try to tell other folks that um, are in the business is focus on buying real estate. That's where you're going to make that, you know, that fortune um, and that, that generational wealth for your family. Yeah, more on the buying, I guess you could say ownership side of things rather than just the transactional portion. Um, yeah. 
Okay. So as I mentioned, I think we'll see if we, we got a little bit more time here. Um, I've got one fun question for you at the end, but let's see okay. if we can, we can squeeze one more out of you. What's one more like networking hack or secret or something just, you know, over the years that you've been like, Oh, this, this is a good practice. This always works. Okay. Well, you know what, when you meet somebody, never talk about business, you know, just be interested in them. <laughs> what I like to do is I like to just get to know that person. I mean, I, uh, you probably use this too. I use the FORD model. Uh, I talk about, you know, family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. Yep. Be very interested in the person that you're talking to. Talk less, listen more. They'll find you more interesting. And it's like, heck, you might even learn something. Um, and the funny thing is when you do that, they somehow get drawn into you and you will stand out in their minds. And so I feel that you can, and through conversation, you could even uncover things that they might need help with, where like in the talk, when I'm talking to somebody, sometimes I, they, for example, had car trouble or whatnot. So either if I refer them to my mechanic, for example, I'm already out adding value to their lives. So I'm always looking and listening for clues of where I could interject and potentially connect them with somebody in my own network to help them. And I feel like that's just part of me offering value to them through my own network and just connecting people. I love it. It's over-delivering right there. All right. So here we go. Last, uh, it's more of a, yeah, say it's a question. (laughs) Dale, could you give a a shout out to somebody you've never given a shout out to before? I'm going to give a shout out. I don't know if he's listening to this, but I'll give a shout out to Russell Gray. He was my first mortgage mentor. Boom. Great, great person. Shout out. And uh, I'm sure we can can get this message over to his ears in some way, shape or form. Russell, you've been an amazing impact in my life too. And I know you're good friends with my boss and mentor, Michael Flight. So I'm going to back that up one with you right there, Dale. Russell Gray, guys, go check out the Real Estate Guys radio show if you never have. They've been doing it for years. Well, I think 98 is when they started, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully Dream Chasers will be on that level one day. We're, we're working toward it. <laughs> but all right, uh, Dale, last, last question. You know what? Um, what is, what? if you could give one way, for one single best way for anyone to follow up and get in touch with you, what would that one way be? I hope you guys are all on Instagram. If you are, uh, add me, follow me, watch my stories. Sold by Dale is my um, Instagram screen name or connect with me on LinkedIn, Dale Corpus. Boom. There you go. Sold by Dale. Yep. There you go. <laughs> you want to remember. Okay. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of Dream Chasers, Interviews with the Future. We will catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level. Thank you so much for investing your time with us here today. Quick call to action. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to share, subscribe, or leave us a rating. It really helps a ton with the SEO and visibility of the show. Thank you guys once again, and remember, take it to the next level.